Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Five sixty, the Joe Radio Rewind, running back some of the best you've heard here on Five Sixty over the past twenty four hours. Where you at? I'm Dan Day. Give me a follow on social media at Dan Day Radio, and what you're going to be hearing from your radio or streaming device or however you're hearing this. Hopefully, you're not in the room with me right now. That would be awkward for probably both of us, and we need to social distance a little better. Nonetheless, what you are going to be hearing very soon, the Joe Rose Show, talking to Super Agent Drew Rosenhaus about. The new free agency deals that have been going down. Greeny, he's got some hot takes about the Bears. And then Solana and Crowder because Hawk is on vacation. Talking to former Miami guy, now Memphis guy, Mike Wallace about that game last night. Right now though, let's get into the headlines. After trading Myers Leonard to Oklahoma City for Trevor Ariza, the Heat fell to Memphis last night. 89-85, Miami's back in action tomorrow night at 8, then again Sunday afternoon against Indiana. The Panthers play Nashville tonight at 7, then the two play again Saturday at 2 p.m. After a year in Miami, center Ted Karras has returned to New England. The deal is said to be for one year and $4 million. Third base prospect Joe Dunand hit a walk-off two-run home run yesterday as the Marlins defeated the Mets in spring training 3-2. The Fish play the Cardinals. First pitch is in just minutes. The Canes baseball team demolished Florida Gulf Coast last night 15-2. They face rival FSU this weekend in a three-game series beginning tomorrow. Inter-Miami has their first scrimmage this Saturday against the USL's Miami FC. The MLS season begins April 18th against David Beckham's former team, the LA Galaxy. And now... On the day after St. Patrick's Day, let's go ahead and take a step into the day spa. <sighs> An eight-year-old in Asia broke a world record by solving three Rubik's Cubes at one time using his hands and feet. With that said, why are we still struggling with coronavirus? A Turkish company is selling cave-harvested wine for $5,400 a pound. Meh, I'll just buy some Mad Dog 2020 for $1.40 at the liquor store. A woman used her boyfriend's unusual Fitbit activity to prove he was cheating. Ooh, my hot mess of the day. 
a woman called the police on her neighbor for wearing what she deemed was an inappropriate outfit. I like it. And when I say I like it, I mean the outfit and the woman calling the police. Check it out on my Twitter page, at Dan Day Radio. Let's check in with super agent Drew Rosenhaus. He's talking with the Joe Rose Show about the Patriots buying spree, how important is guaranteed money, and no state taxes. Oh, yes, it's a big deal. Luckily, Joe, we were able to hack into the special phone line that only goes to Bill Belichick uh, in the last couple of days for Drew wow. Rosenhaus. Drew, I hacked into the system. I apologize, but I had to get you on the phone line. Good morning, Drew. How you doing, buddy? That's funny. Yeah, you know, we, we're doing well. It's, it's a grind right now, just... Uh, in the uh, in the midst of free agency, but that is true. Um, was able to work out a total of four deals with Coach Belichick: a trade for Trent Brown and and uh, a rework of his contract, and then a couple of uh, prize free agents: Johnny Smith, Jalen Mills, and Devon Gotchow. The terrific uh, former Miami Dolphin player is heading north with the Patriots and. And and it, it was really uh, it was really productive to deal with Coach Belichick because you know he runs he runs the show there so it's always <laughs> it, yeah I mean it's one stop shop when you're dealing yeah. with the owners yeah it's a lot it's a lot like dealing with Jerry Jones and the Cowboys you know when you are dealing with Jerry Jones if you are negotiating with him and uh, and you make a good point you're you're really dealing directly with the final decision maker. So it's effective. Most teams in the NFL have team negotiators that then will go back to an ultimate decision maker, general manager and owner. So when you're dealing with Coach Belichick, you you are dealing with the final decision maker and it's it's effective. Drew, does he actually get into the value of players like, hey, I I really like this player. Uh, This is what I want to pay him. Or does he just say, I like him. I want you to deal with my guy here and and negotiates. How, How does that work? Yeah, I mean he uh, he, he does, he the does money, it huh? all. I mean wow. he's, he wow. does. He's one of the uh, one of, obviously one of the most unique individuals that I've ever dealt with in my 33 years in the business. It's it's pretty rare that you've got a a guy that um, you know is the head coach can can evaluate players the way that he does and is also a very capable contract negotiator. So you know, hats off to to Coach Belichick. He he deserves a lot of credit for the role that he's taken right now. And, and he's always, I've, I've dealt with him for years. He's always been very involved with negotiations um, over the, Hey, I remember going all the way back to when he was the head coach of, of the Cleveland Browns and we were negotiating contracts. So he, he's just the consummate, uh, you know, all around yeah. professional when it comes to the NFL. That's all I can say. There's, there's only one Bill Belichick, and yeah. I think uh, most people would agree with that. Hey, Drew, so so you, you do four guys, and you did them like pretty quickly next to each other. So does does he say, all right, we got that deal done. Don't go away. I like one of your other players. I, I like your tight end. No, 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 don't go away. <laughs> I want to talk about our defensive back. You're, no, no, hey, this Godshot kid we played against, uh, how's that work? Or does he hit you up like, hey, this is how much money I have for your guys? Or is it one by one? Did you work them all out at the same time? Or what'd you do? No, we went, we went back and forth. Um, you know, I, I had some other deals that were going on with other teams. And so we, we would talk about one player, take a break. I would work on a few other clubs and then we would talk again. 
So the, the dynamic wasn't uh, as smooth as that. We, we went back and forth quite a bit, but, you know, ultimately it was. You do have to move pretty fast at the beginning of free agency. When you're able to reach agreements, you should. I think we're going to see in this free agent market, because of the salary cap, there were, there were a handful of teams that had a lot of room that were very aggressive in negotiation. And obviously the Patriots and the Jaguars and the Jets were among those teams. And then there are a number of other clubs that uh, haven't done a whole lot yet. Uh, so you knew when you had an opportunity that you, you were smart to get deals done for your clients. I think there's a lot of really lucrative deals out there at the top of the market. And uh, now that a lot of the, uh, let's just say, front-line front guys have signed, you're going to have to really hustle as an agent to find fair deals for your yeah. clients. Uh, give me the priority list for the decision-making. Money, obviously, these guys understand you only got a short period of time. Money's important. But what else? Sure. Give me the priority list. Well, you know, I'll use a couple guys as examples. Uh, Aaron Jones. Rob Gronkowski and Shaq Barrett. For them, the priority, believe it or not, was staying with their team for a few reasons. In Shaq Barrett's case and Aaron Jones' case, both guys really felt like they had the best opportunity to see the entirety of their contract by staying with their teams where they're comfortable in their system, where they've had success with these coaches, and the style of play that they've used, and it's it works well, so why change it? A big factor for Rob Gronkowski was staying with the Super Bowl team and continuing to play with Tom Brady, who he's won, um, you know, <laughs> four yeah. Super Bowls. So, I mean, uh, five now. So, you know, bottom line is you, you everybody's different. I would say in general, guys, it's pretty obvious that the first criteria in most in first criteria in most deals is the guaranteed money. Because I mean, all you have to do is look at guys like Van Noy, who uh, signed a deal last year with the Dolphins, and one year later he's he's released, right? And Jordan Howard was a guy, and and he's released. Uh, we remember when they signed him last year, and. A couple of other guys that the Dolphins signed uh, have moved on and, and are playing elsewhere, like Shaq Watson, for example, who was a big signing for them. With all that being said, the guaranteed money's huge because of the uncertainty of the NFL. And then I'd have to say everything else falls in line, you know, system. It's important when you sign a contract that you go someplace where you think you're going to be successful and you're going to be able to play. You don't want to sign a deal yeah. and then get released a year or two later. You, you got to pick a good fit from a football standpoint. Schematically, coaches and and all of those factors are huge. Do you you guys talk taxes? Which because I keep hearing the guys on oh, NFL yeah. Network, state taxes, no state taxes. That's a big one. Sure. Oh, yes, it is. It's huge. Whenever you are fortunate enough to have multiple teams interested, for example, we represent Johnny Smith, and there was a team interested that, that I, I won't identify that we did sign with where there were no state taxes, and then there was the Patriots. We had to take into account the percentage of taxes when you play for the Patriots relative to the team that uh, was also in the mix that did not have any state taxes. So certainly you've got to do that math, and we do that in every negotiation where we've got two teams, and it might be two teams that have state tax and one is much higher than the other. If you're dealing with the California team 
um, comparative to a team in Florida, that's a big difference. If you you got to look at cost of living, um, if you're going to Jacksonville, there's not a big cost of living, and, and certainly you know you're not dealing with a lot of taxes relative to a team in California. And you can relate to this, Joe, being being a native of California. There's a big difference. But you, you know, get taxed when you walk down stuff. the street in California. You get taxed if you look the wrong way. Yeah. That's right. And, and, and living and playing in Los Angeles is, is more expensive than it would be in Green Bay, for example, yeah. or so Buffalo. You, Drew, real quickly, too, um, Galladay and Will Fuller, two of the top free agent receivers, have not signed yet. Is that because money, right? I mean, they thought they were going to get more money. Their agent thought they were going to get more money. It hasn't happened. Why have those two have not I, signed yet? Yeah, they're not clients of ours, but I, I mean, we've got receivers in the market, including a couple of starting receivers like Rashad Perriman and Willie Sneed. And one thing that I've noticed is that uh, in this receiver market, it's pretty clear that there's an awful lot of guys out there. There was a lot of players that teams could choose from, and it's an incredibly deep draft for wide receivers. Um, we represent Tutu Atwell from Louisville, Nico Collins from Michigan. Frank Darby from Arizona State. Those are just three of the many outstanding wide receivers that are in the draft this year. So, yes, Joe, I assume Galladay and Fuller are still out there because they didn't hit, you know, the number that they're comfortable with yet. Same with Juju Juju Smith-Schuster and uh, many of the other fabulous uh, wide receivers that are still there. But, you know, there's still money out there. We just saw – Curtis Samuel signed for, for $10 million a year with Washington. He was one of the top receivers from the Panthers. So we're still going to see some very lucrative contracts take place over the next couple of days. Hey, Drew, before you go, I want to ask you about Deshaun Watson and, and all this stuff that's leaked out. Not the legal stuff, but the stuff that's leaked out. He likes this team. He likes that team. Seems like a lot of stuff's coming from his agent. What do you think about the way Deshaun Watson's handled everything, trying to get out of town? It's you know, it's understandable when when you when you're an agent and you have a client that wants to be traded as eagerly as Deshaun Watson has indicated. You as an agent have a responsibility to do everything within your power to try and make that trade happen. So, I certainly understand that the different tactics that his representation is doing, and and you know. Again, I, I can emphasize with that feeling, we have other clients around the league that want to be traded. And, uh, you know, in my career, I've used a lot of the same techniques to get that done. So certainly <laughs> we'll have to wait and see what happens. The Texans still continue to say they're not going to trade them. And, and that puts a lot of pressure on Deshaun Watson's agent to try and change their mind and and uh, get something done, and uh, and obviously it appears they're doing everything they can to make their clients' wish a reality. So we'll just see how that plays out. want to thank you, man, for coming on this morning. I know it's been a crazy time, but uh, really appreciate spending a little bit of time and talking about it from the players and agents side. We appreciate it very much. Thank you. Thanks, Drew. You guys are great friends, and we've been doing this an awfully long time, and uh, you're two of my favorite people. In, in the business and in general, and I wish you guys nothing but the best and always happy to come on with you guys. The Joe Rose Show, he and I in the morning by the coffee cooler because we drink a lot of coffee. Joe Rose, good guy, fun guy, and been doing it great in the mornings right here in South Florida for quite some time. Speaking of doing it great for quite some time, Greeny. If I'm the Chicago Bears, I'd rather have Trubisky than Foles or Dalton. At least he's young and ascending. Ooh, hot take Greeny next here on 560 The Joe Radio Rewind.
It's 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Running back some of the best you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours. Hope you're doing well. I am Dan Day, the day after St. Patrick's Day. I didn't get to do it as big as I wanted to last night because I had to host trivia at 26 Degree Brewing. Now, the people at 26 Degree Brewing in Pompano Beach, they were doing it big, but I didn't get finished till around 9.45, and they closed the bar basically at about 10.30. So I had a few of their delicious craft beers, hung out in the Flanagan's parking lot for a little bit, and then just headed on home. So good night overall, but not the typical St. Patrick's Day, wake up somewhere strange, not knowing who you're next to. You know, weird stuff like that. <laughs> Nonetheless, I know who I'm with right now. I'm with Greeny. Greeny is giving you hot takes, sleepless in Seattle, and bears, oh my. Sometimes these deals that get done now after the high price items go off the board, sometimes those are mistakes. Sometimes these are bargains, maybe this year more than any other year, so your team might be reshaping itself as we speak. And then if you were watching TV with us this morning, you heard the Shefty whisperer at his best, and that, of course, is me, working Adam Schefter. I've known Shefty 15 years, and here's the thing about Shefty. He knows everything. He knows everything that happens, he knows everything that is happening, and he knows everything that's going to happen. But he has so many relationships, there's only so much he can tell you. And so I just work him. I just work him. And what I got out of him today, I feel certain of this, is that the Seattle Seahawks want to trade Russell Wilson. And they are willing to do it. Forget about the $39 million dead cap money. It costs them $32 million to have him on the roster. It's a $7 million hit, not a $39 million hit. And that is more than made up for if they wind up drafting his replacement. That's what we got today. The reason the Bears had no shot and have no shot of a of a trade with the Seahawks to get Russell Wilson is because they have the 20th pick in the draft. And they have no quarterback on their roster that anyone would want, much less Seattle. So they are not interesting to the Seahawks in a trade. The teams that are interesting are the ones that can offer the kind of quarterback Seattle wants. Keep an eye on the guy. Keep you Remember where you heard the name Trey Lance in connection with this conversation. He's the quarterback at a North Dakota State, the same school that gave you Carson Wentz. And he is young. Obviously, he's young. He's in college. He's dynamic, throws it, runs it, big, strong. Everyone loves him, super smart. No experience is the problem. Played one unbelievable season in the lower division that they play in out there. No interceptions that year, by the way. Then this year, that team opted out of its season, but chose to play one game. They literally played one game as a showcase just for him, and he didn't play particularly well, and that's his entire collegiate experience. So are you willing to trade Russell Wilson for that? But I'm telling you, he's a player people love. So when you consider the teams that might be in it for Russell Wilson, look at the teams at the top of the draft, the Jets, the Dolphins, the Falcons, the Bengals, the Eagles. Take the Bengals out of it. I'm sorry. They, they, they're, they're not in this conversation. But those are the spots that a team like Seattle might be interested in going up to. This, I believe, is what we learned today. And there is no question. The possibility of Russell Wilson getting traded before the draft, round one is six weeks from tonight. That possibility is real. So we keep a very close eye on that, and we will as we get closer and closer. I'm- Greenies Takes. In the meantime, it's time for my takes. Let me take you through a couple of different things that I could see happening in the National Football League here. And the very first one involves coaches on the hot seat. I believe Cliff Kingsbury has the second hottest seat in the sport. It goes without saying Matt Nagy is the hottest seat in the sport. Matt Nagy's seat is literally on fire. His seat is so hot that it has combusted. It has spontaneously combusted. Matt Nagy is going to get fired at halftime of the first game. That's how brutally hot the seat that he sits on in Chicago, which is a total mess. But I think in Arizona, 
the time has come where if it doesn't work this year, the finger's going to get pointed at the coach. They've made moves like a team that's trying to win it right now. Year three for Kyler Murray. You got DeAndre Hopkins. Go out and get A.J. Green. Go out and get J.J. Watt. They're putting together the best team in the NFL seven years ago. You go out and get those guys now, you're saying, we're winning it this year. And if they don't do a bunch of winning this year, I think the finger gets pointed at the coach. So I think that a very hot seat in the NFL to keep an eye on is the one Cliff Kingsbury sits on. Now, I happen to think he's a good coach, and I happen to think they're going to be good. But that's a very good division. I think the Rams got way better with the acquisition of the quarterback. San Francisco will do something at quarterback, so they'll be better. Seattle won the division. Let's see what they do with Russell Wilson. That's a very strong division. You could be a good team and not make the playoffs in the NFC West. So I think that the finger will get pointed at the coach if things don't go exactly right. I think Cliff Kingsbury is sitting on the second hottest seat in the NFL. Next, Washington's football team is the sneaky best team in the sport. And by that, I don't mean they're the best team in the sport, but I mean they're the best team that everyone thinks is bad. They finished 5-2 and two last year. They won seven games with the worst quarterback play in the league. They were 32nd in QBR. They went 7-9, and 5-2 and two down the stretch. From the minute Alex Smith started playing for them, they were a decent team. You can't have worse quarterback play. Their defense is that good. Give them average quarterback play, and they were 9-7 and seven last year at least. Now they added pieces. Have you seen this guy, Curtis Samuel, that they just signed yesterday from Carolina? He and Terry McLaurin were teammates at Ohio State. I'm telling you right now, people will talk about all the great receiving duos. No one will pay attention to those guys, because if you're not picked in the first nine picks, no one knows who you are. Those are dynamic playmaking weapons. Dynamic. And Fitzpatrick will fling it. And that defense is outstanding. The Washington football team, I'll say it again, is a prohibitive favorite in the NFC East. They're the best team in that division. They're going to win 10 games this year. Fitzpatrick is finally going to lead a team to the playoffs. And with that defense, I think they are very dangerous. And then finally, I just feel like saying this out loud one more time. If I'm the Chicago Bears, I'd rather have Trubisky than Foles or Dalton. At least he's young and ascending rather than old and descending. Now, I don't mean that as a knock on Dalton, or at least as the knock it's going to sound like. Andy Dalton has had a good career. He's been a fine player. He's led uh, multiple teams in Cincinnati to the playoffs. I'm not trying to knock him. I'm not saying I think Trubisky is better than Dalton was or even that he could be this season. But what I'm saying is... I don't believe the book has been written on Mitch Trubisky. They've just written it there. I think they'd be better off with him. If I'm them, I'd rather take my chances and see what I've got there than with guys that you absolutely know what they are. The ceiling is very low, and I don't know how much higher the floor is than it is with Trubisky. So I think the Bears have made literally every decision they've made, I think makes no sense. That is what I'm trying to say. And I will remind you one more time that teams that win March don't usually win in the fall. Pay no attention to some of those stats you'll see going around out there about when you spend all that money in free agency, you have a one-year rise in wins. I will repeat again, over the last five years, the two teams that have spent the most money in free agency, the Jets and the Jaguars, have been the teams with the two worst records in the NFL in that stretch. The Jets have spent the most guaranteed money of any team in the NFL over the last five years. They have the worst record in the sport in that time. The Jaguars have spent the second most. They have the second worst record in the sport over that time. If your team hasn't spent a bunch of money this week, do not lose heart. Winning in March is not the time you want. That's not the month you need to be winning. Start worrying about that more in September and October.
Gotta love those greeny hot takes. Weekdays from 10 to noon right here on 560 The Joe. Then in the afternoons, you get Hawk and Crowder. Hawk's on vacation. Solana is not, though. So he and Crowder making it happen with the Grizzlies, Mike Wallace. I don't think either team had anything much to brag about in terms of how that game was played. That was a throwback relic right there, man, from the 80s. So <laughs> Taking you back to the ugly loss the other night. Oh, things are okay, though. I promise. Here on 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Big dreams, big dreams. Rose on his own, but he's got big dreams. I've seen it should be seen. Never had a daddy's only 15. 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Running back some of the best you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours. How do you do? I'm Dan Day on social media at Dan Day Radio. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, who knows what else. Any social media way to go in about it, just go about it with at Dan Day Radio. I try to keep it nice and universal. I don't think there's any other Dan Days in radio, although at one point I think there may have been, but I ran them off or scared them off or threatened them off. One or the other. I, I don't know. I don't know how all that goes. Just at Dan Day Radio. I'm messing around. I didn't threaten anybody. I'm five foot 10, 130 pounds. I'm not threatening very much other than maybe a fly or a cockroach. And sometimes those cockroaches here in South Florida are so big, yeah, you don't mess with them, Jack. Leave them alone. Leave them alone. Got some music from my guy Bacar going on in the background. Bacar, good little punk rock singer from the UK. When I say little, I'm just using the expression. Uh, he's not little guy. He's not a huge guy, but good music. Really good music. B-A-K-A-R. Loving it. Loving it. Loving it. And I'm listening to it. Enjoying it. Oh, yeah. Bacar. Always good stuff. Of course, always good stuff with Hawk and Crowder. Hawk having a really good time. He's up in Vero Beach enjoying some time with his family, a little bit of vacation time. He's going to get back here and get it going soon. But in the meantime, my man Solana and my doo-doo Crowder doing what they got to do on the radio and the radio.com app and all types of places. They are talking to a guy who used to cover the Heat but now covers the Memphis Grizzlies, Mike Wallace. What is Wallace talking about? Well, he's talking about, whoo, that was a throwback last night between Miami and Memphis. Also, he touches on Justice Winslow, talks about the Jim VP, and what can Trevor Ariza do for you? Please do not rub in last night's win for Memphis too, too badly. No, nah, I'm not. I'm not gonna rub it in too badly, man. Good, good with being good to be on with you guys again. It was one of those deals where, listen, I don't think either team had anything much to brag about in terms of how that game was played. That was a throwback relic right there, man, from the '80s. So, nah, it's all good. Everybody got away healthy, and uh, hopefully, everybody can continue to keep going forward and, and winning moving forward. Yeah, that's 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 definitely at least for the Heat, right? Just staying healthy. I know Memphis; they've had their their uh, injury issues as well. Before we even get into the game or the Heat, or Memphis, or the rest of the NBA. I don't think we've had the chance to ask you, what do you think of the Heat's trophy gold jerseys that they rocked in Memphis last night? Man, I had to explain that to a lot of people in Memphis. They were like, dude, what's up with your squad here, man? What are they doing? And, uh, you know, I expected the Miami Heat to show up, not the Indiana Pacers, you know what I'm saying? And it was one of those deals where, you know, I, I hadn't seen that uniform combination. I, I love the uh, some of the other alternate jerseys and uniforms that they've gone with. I love that Miami Vice one, with, you know, with all the pastel colors. I love, you know, a lot of different jersey combinations that they've done. But this one, um, I, I wasn't really feeling that one. I don't know why, but it's just something. 
something about it that didn't didn't sit well. Yeah, Mike, because it was terrible. You don't got to just be nice about it. It looks <laughs> terrible. That's it's all right. It was, Mike. It's all right. <laughs> but, Mike. What, yeah, I'm a traditionalist. Like, I'm a traditionalist, man, when it comes to uniforms, though. So it's, it's hard for me to be impressed by, you know, alternate uniforms. I mean, there are some teams that do it really, really well when they go all. I'm more of a traditionalist. Once you get away from your color scheme, then it's it's like, all right, all right, this this is not it for me. Yeah, Mike, and you called last night like a relic game. Well, 89, 85, you don't see that much. You don't see they don't even get into the 90s. Like that's crazy. But <laughs> with, Mike, with with this with this tight and COVID schedule this season, we all know that you know the season's different. Even you know after last season, this season's different. And he had five games in seven nights. Like, have you ever went to a game and saw the team warm up and know the schedule? And it's like, this might be a dud game. Because for me last night, that was a heat dud game. It was. It was. And when you talk, and, and, and you know, you basically laid it out perfectly there. Because when you, you can look at the schedule right now and say, ah, yeah, this one's going to be, if not difficult to win or impossible to win, it's going to be one of these ones where, you know, you're really going to struggle to get through this game. And just the way it lined up on the Heat schedule, coming off of the second night of a back-to-back, a one-game out trip, and then come back home uh, for a three- or four-game homestand, I think it is. You know, plus Jimmy twisted his ankle at the end of that game against Cleveland uh, with four or five minutes left, and you weren't sure if he was going to play. So it was kind of like, are we going to have Jimmy? Are we not going to have Jimmy? You know, it's a lot going on. Then you make the trade to sort of overshadow what actually happened in the game uh, in terms of picking up Trevor Ariza. So it was a lot of things that made that game more of a distraction uh, than anything. And and it doesn't surprise me that they kind of came out after playing so well these last two, three weeks, um, especially on the road. And Memphis is a tough place to play. It's a tough team to play against. They have some youthful guys that are going to get after you uh, defensively. And uh, this is what we this is what it came down to. It was it was compelling because it was close but uh it was one of those games where the heat was going to find a hard time trying to get a win squeezing out a win here in memphis we're talking to mike wallace senior editor and analyst for grind city media at grizzlies.com you mentioned youthful guys john morant obviously being one of them he had the game winner yesterday but what about justice winslow it feels like forever ago mike because of everything that we've gone through this past year but the Heat only traded Winslow to Memphis. It was just about a year ago right now. Um, yeah. And it, yeah. was, it was the first time we got to see Justice here uh, in Miami. I know he's only played like 10 or 11 games, I think, with Memphis since he's been rehabbing as well. But uh, they're excited, right, in Memphis about a healthy Justice Winslow really being a part of that young core? Yeah, there, there is an excitement there. There's also a lot of patience. I mean, obviously, you guys could tell based on watching that game last night that you know, uh, even even though Justice uh, struggles offensively with the consistency sometimes and that kind of thing, he still was a shell of himself, even from, you know, his Miami days. Um, I do think his nerves, you know, got the better of him early on. He took some shots that he was he normally doesn't take. He's not a three-point volume shooter. I thought he took two or three threes that were out of rhythm. Um, you know, he, he really just wanted to get out there and, you know, feel what it was like to face his former team, and he wanted to see the faces. And I did a piece on Grizzlies.com that, that we can go to. A lot of people, even in Miami, who still are, uh, Justice Winslow fans and, and, and love him, you know, even beyond just being a basketball player. I heard a lot from fans down there uh, since the piece uh, uh, went live on our site. Um, but but it's one of those deals where this was an emotional game for him, an emotional opportunity. And uh, he did the best he could. The team, His team got the win. Uh, but he knows, as he said in the piece, it may be, you know, another year before he can get back to the form that he had after missing 13 months to recover from two different injuries. And, and Mike, the John Moran, the last shot, man. 
How, how, yeah. Is y'all like that every night? Because he, he wasn't even balling. I think he had like 10 points. And then he comes down, <laughs> yeah. less than 10 seconds left. He sees Jimmy damn Butler in front of him. He runs around him like a damn turnstile to win the game. That has <laughs> been doing that all year? Hey, you know what? Last year he was doing it all year. He hit a, he hit a buzzer beater like that against Charlotte uh, on the road in Charlotte to beat them. Um, but that wasn't going up against one of the best two-way players in the league who's basically you know, trending towards being the player of the month in the Eastern Conference um, in terms of how he's done so far. But the thing about it was that you know, people will circle that play as a game winner, but I think it goes back to you know, three, two games ago, two games prior to that. Ja was in the same situation against Denver. Last few seconds ticking down, he drove the ball in and didn't get the call. Uh, it was contact, but he didn't get the call against Nikola Jokic. Missed the layup in that situation, and, um, you know, Denver won that game. So so Ja wanted retribution for that play. Um, he knew at that point he was going to take the shot. And, you know, I, I'm surprised the help didn't come quickly. But when you're Jimmy Butler and you're Miami, you don't expect to have a lot of help or need a lot of help in that situation. But Miami drew it up in a way where they were going to let Jimmy be the primary defender. You know, the Grizzlies said, you know what, okay, let's go Ja, our quickest guy at him. And when Bam Adebayo was on the other side of the floor, he couldn't get over for help quick enough. And great layup by Ja Moran. He needed that one for his confidence. But he certainly has that kind of upside. Yeah, I mean, listen, Mike, I don't rip Bam Adebayo ever, but let's be honest, man. He just He should have been in the paint. I mean, there was one situation that the Heat couldn't allow there. It's a layup at the rim. I don't know what Bam was doing, but um, it is what yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was a good, it was a great play, obviously by Morant. But I, I don't, I wouldn't say Bam couldn't get back on D. It, it was just more, just bad positioning, I think, from Bam Adebayo. Well, it was spread though. But see, the other thing about that play, and and you know, I got to credit, you know, the Heat for trying to scout it up the right way. The one thing that people tend to under or tend to miss about Ja is that he's a right-handed player, but he's left-handed dominant. He loves to finish left. He loves to. Do, he sets you up by starting off on the right side of the court and then comes across left almost 90% of the time. So I'm surprised Jimmy didn't sit on his left and force him to go, which sounds crazy, go to his strong hand and do something different. But as far as Bam was concerned, the other end of that play was if there was going to be a double team come too soon, all Ja had to do was flip it up and Brandon Clark was going to dunk it on the yeah. lob because that's what they wanted to do as well. So Bam had to stay attached as much as he could uh, to Brandon Clark in that situation to avoid giving up the lob, and that's what happened at the end. You mentioned Jimmy Butler. I don't know if you've heard about the Jim VP train, Mike. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler for mm-hmm. MVP. Are you, are you jumping aboard the Jim VP train if you're uh, if you're gifted a ticket? Hey, you know what? I think he's certainly in the discussion. You know, All we right. were talking about that. I was on the broadcast, you know, on, on our broadcast last night, um, you know, myself and Elliot Perry, we rotate analyst games in terms of being a, a radio analyst. And so it was my game last night. I wasn't giving up the Miami game. I never do. I always get all the Miami games. But, um, you know, it's, it's one of those deals where I said, listen, Jimmy has, has played his way into the discussion. He certainly had the Miami Heat, what, winning 10 out of 11, six in a row on the road, uh, dominant defensively holding all these teams to below 100 points. And it's because the, the complexion of the season changed for Miami when he got back. You know, is he ahead of Embiid? I'm, I'm not sure if he's ahead of Embiid in that situation. Giannis is always going to be in that discussion. Um, James Harden might even get some late consideration, especially if Brooklyn keeps winning. And then when you obviously you go over to the West. LeBron James is right there. Nikola Jokic is in that discussion. So, you know, it's, it's going to be tough for him to overcome. But if you're a top five MVP finalist, um, that says something about who you are. And I think Jimmy is certainly in that situation to be considered a top five guy now. Well, Mike, you can't win the MVP and not even be a damn all-star. Now, I, I, <laughs> I love Jimmy to death, but come on. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying, Crowder. Like, he ain't going to win it. But, I mean, can he be in the discussion? Can he have a seat at the, at the table? You know what I'm saying? And you got a big table, man. So, I mean, I, you know what I'm saying? It's enough seats for Jimmy Butler to get it, to get at, get at your table, bro. And, and I think the impact – well, of course, we're, we're in the middle of the season right now. Can he continue at this pace? Can Miami get up to maybe, you know, in the top three? If he gets up there, then you, you definitely have to change the complexion of the discussion. He didn't make an all-star because he was hurt a lot during the early part of the schedule, and Miami didn't play that well. Bam didn't make it either, but he's clearly an all-star type talent. But, yeah, it's, it's one of those dudes. He won't win it, but he, he certainly deserves consideration when you're throwing out guys beyond Giannis and beyond LeBron James and, and Joel Embiid. He certainly deserves to be in the next wave of guys you talk about. And Mike, you brought you brought up the trade when they uh OKC they got rid of Myers Leonard and they bring in Trevor Ariza. What does Trevor Ariza mm-hmm. bring to a team, Mike? Because he's been on what? A dozen? I'm not even exaggerating. I've yeah. seen him on every damn NBA <laughs> team I've watched in the past ten years. <laughs> what And you're what not the, lying, Crowder. He yeah, he, he he he's been traded eleven times, which is an NBA record based on uh stat muse. I think put that tweet out there last night that, that that's that's an NBA record for a player to be traded traded 11 times or to 11 different teams or something like that. So it's 11, no matter how it slices up. You know, well, he why? Gives like, you what, like, Iguodala? What, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, what does he bring? And then why has he been traded 11 times? Like the, the positive and the negative of our new player. Well, the, the, the positive is that, you know, I mean, he wasn't going to play for Oklahoma City this last time. He sort of has been sitting out. You know what I mean? So he was sort of on, you know, personal leave, kind of, okay, he's not going to fit with us. Let's just wait until we get rid of him again. And so he was. that, that was always a layover type situation for him. So that trade was going to come. Um, he's a veteran guy that – see, people people can look at when you get traded that many times, it's a good thing, or it can be looked at as a bad – I look at it as a good thing because somebody's always going to want you, especially if you're getting traded to play somewhere. And he's coming to Miami to be able to play somewhere because of so many perimeter guys being injured. I mean, when you talk about Mo Harkless being out, you know, Avery Bradley's still out, Andre Iguodala's been in and out. You need one more veteran guy who could be a catch-and-shoot guy who can defend as well um, and who can spell Jimmy Butler, you know, when he needs to come off. The question is, how much can Trevor Ariza give them at this stage of his career, having been sidelined all season long? I mean, you, you did that with Iguodala last year, and he was sort of hit and miss through the end of the regular season last year. So now you got another guy that's going to come in and probably do the same thing. But I think it's a veteran that can definitely help you um, at least stabilize some of the young guys in up and downs in the roster. So Solana filling in for a Hawk this week, doing a great job with Crowder, always my dude, dude, Crowder, just like that in real life. You hang out with him on the radio, you're basically hanging out with him in real life. Very, very fun to be around. Very good guy. So check him out weekdays from 2 to 6 right here on 560 The Joe. And remember, you can download the podcast for that show, this show, or any of the shows, wherever you get your podcast for absolutely free, the radio.com app, or you can simply just go to our website, wqam.com. Or, that's too much to remember, hit me up on social media. Look for Dan Day, Dan Day Radio. I say it nice and slow for you so you can transcribe it or you can memorize it. Dan Day Radio. I'm about to head home. I'm going to go grab some beers. I'm thinking, well, why don't you go home and eat? Well, number one, like I said earlier, I'm 5'10", 130 pounds. Food, obviously not a priority in my life, although I do like a good meal. And if you're offering free meals, restaurants, and even people at your homes, I'm taken. But, nope, I got Pelicans Portland tonight, two of my favorite teams. So I'm going to get to go home and watch the game. It starts at 10 o'clock, drink a couple beers, then at the end of the night, maybe get a little something to eat to support my 5'10", 130-pound frame. 
Now, a guy that is worried about food, and he's a pretty big dude, is Giannis Antetokounmpo. It seems like lately during press conferences, the other night he was eating wings during a press conference. Here he's ordering a Philly cheesesteak whiz with. Listen to this. Hey, Giannis, uh, I'm not going to lie. I was a little surprised to see you not with a cheesesteak, given what the last week has been. Somebody grab me one, please. Hey, give me the, the steak one with the mushroom and cheese, American cheese, please. In Philly, they call that whiz with. Give me the, this is the whiz whiz. I got, I got, I got the whiz whiz. Whiz with? That doesn't sound right to me though. Whiz with? Whiz with. Okay. That doesn't sound right to me. That sounds like it's kind of shaky. You know, you know what I'm saying? That's just Giannis being Giannis. I'm telling you, at some point in this season, he's going to do a post-game conference and have a pizza delivered to him and eat it. That's just a mainstay. And then maybe one time some beef stroganoff. I want him to do some wild card stuff like, yeah, a Greek salad. Ha, ha, ha. The Greek freak getting Greek food. Maybe some falafel. Maybe some hero. Maybe some chicken shawarma. Some, ooh, pita bread. Baba ganoush hummus. Yeah, Giannis, you got the theme going. Keep it going. I'm going to keep it going here tomorrow at the radio station because I'm getting here bright and early and I'm working for the weekend. going to have some fun with everyone starting around 6 o'clock and then I'm rolling into the weekend, rolling, rolling, rolling into the weekend. So what we're going to do, we're going to cheer on the Pelicans tonight as they play Portland, Dame versus Zion. That is going to be wonderful. Last game for 47 minutes, the Pelicans were tapping that you-know-what and then they just gave the game away. So hopefully tonight they can hold on. I know I'll be there watching, and I'll be back here tomorrow with you, like I said, 6 o'clock for another edition of 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Later, slug. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.